What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Fight. I'm your host, Mr. Roach. We had a great Easter show last night. Happy belated Easter to everyone if I didn't get to you yesterday. But again, happy Easter. And we had a lot to talk about last night. We talked about Javante Davis being locked up. Canelo and Saunders coming up next month. Junior Union fighting next month, April 17th. Well, not even next month. I'm sorry, everybody. It's actually this month, April 17th. Not too long now. I'm telling you, this. I've seen this kid fight. He's got power, and he's really being not looked at the way he should be. I'm telling you this right now. Super middleweights, beware. But let's get it tonight on Devin Haney versus Jorge Linares for Haney's WBC belt. It's May 29th, Linares Haney. Linares being the mandatory for right now, but we all know that the mandatory is Ryan Garcia. But Lenaris Haney. It's a good fight. Good fight. You have Haney who's a skillful boxer. Some call the next Floyd Mayweather. But then you have the boxer puncher in Jorge Lenaris. Quite frankly, I think that fight's going to really be good. Because it's something that the lightweight division needs to get put on notice. Hmm. But if I had a 50-50 toss-up, I would have to say Haney wins by decision based on ring IQ and all-around technique. Not saying Lenaris isn't gonna make it a fight. He's a good puncher. He's fought the likes of Luke Campbell, Antonio DeMarco. Um, his he dropped him, but he got he lost against Vasily Lomachenko. But he's trying to come back. He's trying to make a comeback. He's trying to come back strong. And this would be a good step up see if he can take the O away from Devin Haney. But, like I said, next month, May 29th, Haney Lenars for the WBC Lightweight Championship. Still, still gotta think about it. It's a good fight. Good fight. Just not showing how everything's gonna come full swing when you got the likes of Ryan Garcia calling out Jorge Linares which I most likely he did or the fact that they're gonna call out Tiafimo and he's the the hitman of the division right now Tiafimo's the champion and you got all eyes looking on him he's in camp 
about to get set to fight his mandatory George Carbo Carboso Jr. coming up hopefully May, maybe June. But all in all, good fight. It's a good fight that's gonna happen. And speaking on good fights, I'm noticing now, and it's been seen a lot lately, since Tyson and Jones had their exhibition pay-per-view, all the legends are coming back now. Like, all the legends are coming out of retirement. Speaking of that, De La Hoya is coming back in July. crazy, Don La Hoya wants to come out of retirement, you got Andre Ward wanted to come out of retirement to face Canelo, um, Marco Antonio Barrera and Eric Morales want to fight again, I'm gonna get into that one, I'm gonna get into that, but you see it now, that former champions, Hall of Famers are coming out of retirement to show that they still have it, that the legends are not really gone. They just took a moment to really reflect and see what they accomplished. But coming up in June, it's the return of two great legends that should have fought long time ago and I think it should still be a good fight Puerto Rican star Miguel Cotto and Mexican icon Juan Manuel Marquez I'm telling you these two should have fought before Cotto retired or at least before Marquez retired damn what a fight what a fight that could have been but now, why not? We're getting it now. Even though it's an exhibition, a lot of hands are going to be loaded with just so many power punches. And it's going to be a good good exhibition bout. Speaking of more exhibitions to come, you have Chavez Jr., which I think he shouldn't even be fighting no more. He doesn't have... He's not like his pops. He's nowhere near like his father. His father was a real Mexican legend. But you got Junior fighting by far the best MMA fighter in the world at his time, but he's past his time. And I'm talking about Anderson Silva. Yeah, your former UFC middleweight champion Anderson Silva is facing former WBC middleweight champion Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. on the undercard of his father's exhibition bout with Hector Camacho Jr. And Chavez Sr. said this is his last exhibition. The only other exhibition I saw was him and Jorge Arce. That was a good one. But for real, Chavez Jr., why are you still fighting? 
shouldn't no there be no reason for you to fight, bro. Like, okay, you got money, but you're not giving it everything that you got, like how it used to. It's just crazy, you know. But it would be good. It will be good to see Cotto Marquez and to see what could have, what could have been years ago, but it's happening now. Cause years ago, if they would have met at welterweight, I think it would have been a good fight. I think it would have been a good fight, like a good chance to see two different types of champion, two different caliber fighters go at it. Kodo being the pressure left hook to the body puncher, Marquez being the combination counter puncher that he is. So it would have been a firefight, but we're gonna get it now, and I and I really believe it's still gonna be a firefight. seeing a trend here with all these exhibition bouts coming in full swing like champions hall of famers are coming out of retirement to do this and damn so many fights that could have happened just to think about it it's happening now like 50-50, but really, I'm glad to see these guys say that there's unfinished business for legends, you know, it's just insane, but boxing is coming back, it's coming back slow, but it's coming back, like, Marcus Brown, shout out to my big brother, he's got a fight coming up, and it's good to see Marcus back in the ring, and then, honestly, I want to see him either fight Badu again, or definitely Pascal again, because he is honestly due for a rematch with Pascal, but I think he's going after better beef. I really think Better Beef is going to be in trouble because Marcus is no, like, take too likely light, light heavyweight, like, real talk. He's got power. He can punch. So, two power punching light heavyweights going to go at it. And best believe the real light heavyweight champion is going to come out on top. We all know who it is. I ain't got to tell you. Just stay tuned for more, though. I'm going to keep everybody posted on that. <sighs> I thought came into my head the other day of how would today's fighters handle the conditions of boxing back in the 60s, the 70s, Going into the 80s. You know? 
Because real talk, I don't see that. We're going to get more into that as we take a quick break. And we'll be right back with more Inside the Fight. Don't go nowhere. Welcome back to Inside the Fight, everyone. I'm your host, Mr. Roach. And we just got done talking about the exhibition bouts coming up with Miguel Cotto and Juan Manuel Marquez. Chavez Sr. versus Camacho Jr. And Chavez Jr. versus Silva. It's not bad to see the veterans and legends come out of retirement showing that they still have it during a during a real crisis in the world right now. So shout outs to Miguel Cotto, Juan Manuel Marquez, Chavez, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., Anderson Silva, just... Marco Antonio Pereira, Eric Morales, Oscar De La Hoya, so many, so many legends just wanting to show that they still have unfinished business. Hmm. So many fights that could, could have happened that are just in my head right now. And I know, hit me up on Instagram at Park Hill Spartan. Just tell me I'm not wrong about this right here but what would it what would it have been like if Marvin Hagler and Sugar Ray had their rematch you know or Hagler and Hearns had their rematch because there was already talks about that between Hagler and Hearns having a rematch when it would have faced Hearns if either Hagler or Leonard like but Leonard won and he ended up fighting Tommy Hearns again but just think about it like what if what if Morrison never got knocked out by Ray Mercer maybe it went the distance Morrison could have defended his title or what if Holyfield missed that counter right hand after um, Buster Douglas tried to hit him with the uppercut? What if Holyfield never defeated Bo? And they didn't have that trilogy. If Bo would have won the second fight, I don't think that would have been a trilogy. So many what ifs in boxing, you know? So many what ifs. It comes to mind of a what if. In a specific fight, you know? What if Manny Pacquiao? met uh, in his prime at lightweight Roberto Duran that's a what if like how would it how would it have been it would have been a war but I feel like Duran was the harder puncher than Pacquiao not saying Pacquiao's not a hard puncher it's just it's Duran 
It's the hands of stone. One of the best lightweights to ever be in the ring. But it just hangs on that what if, you know? Like, what if Bernard Hopkins and James Tony fought at middleweight? Or James Tony fighting Chris Eubank? Or Nigel Benn? Or Steve Collins? Or Roy Jones fighting Nigel Benn? Chris Eubank, Steve Collins, Gerald McClellan. But, um, you'll never know, you know? There's just so many fights that could have happened, but never really took place. All, all really everybody could do is wonder and imagine what would have been like to see Hopkins, Tony, Tony Ben, Tony Eubank. Jones, Eubank, Jones, Ben, Jones, McClellan, Tony McClellan, shit, Hopkins, McClellan, (sighs) so many fights that could have happened, so many what-ifs in boxing, makes you wonder. fights that could have happened so many big money fights that can honestly happen now too but like I said last in last night show everybody stop playing around the best gotta fight the best so put up a shut up let's make this happen so many good matchup fights that can be going on right now they all want to play games. But only time will tell, right? Only time will tell. It's not the longest show, everybody, but we're going to have to wrap it up for the night. I'm your host, Mr. Roach. Thank you for listening to Inside the Fight. I'll catch you guys next time.